Hello, I'm Tony, and I'm a holic. Um, Ten-minute speaker. I haven't done this in quite so. Uh, bear with me a little bit. Uh, I I usually don't give the sobriety date because of how I got it. Uh, my sobriety date is April fifth. Uh, 2013, so I have a little over nine and a half years or so. Uh, I drink daily basis since high school. When I graduated high school, I was a daily get drunk, fall down drunk, uh, period. Uh, when the Air Force, I pretty much drank my way out of the Air Force after years. Uh, I, I I can't remember not drinking. I used to say I drank, started drinking when I was 15, but uh, as 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 mine clears, I can't ever remember not drinking. Five, six, uh, four years old, I I drank. Uh, I was my family was half drinkers, and one side of the family hardly drank. So uh, I I I can I've drank for as long as I can remember. Uh, I got four DUIs, uh, and the DUIs did not get me into AA. I never went to AA because of a DUI. Uh, my last DUI was in December of 2011. My solution to not getting any more DUIs was to just quit driving. So I let my driver's license go. I rented out my car to someone that needed a car, and I moved closer to work, and I walked everywhere I went, or someone took me where I went. Um, what got me to AA was the person I was living with went to rehab in uh, September of 2013. Uh, I was I could all make it around her, uh, and basically that was it. Uh, she got home from rehab in October. By the end of October, she convinced me to go to a couple of meetings with her just to get me out of the house, to get me seeing people and they, for the meeting after the meeting at Diddy's. That was the force of getting me into a getting me to AA to get me out of the house and out of my head out of myself by then I was drinking one night a week and it was I was drinking on Monday nights for bowling and that was our deal was I would quit drinking once I quit once our bowling season I did uh, I was April 5th of 2014 by then, the one meeting a week turned into two meetings, and then three meetings, and then four meetings. And then basically, I, I was going to meetings every day. I was, I was, I basically did the 90 and 90 without being a member of AA. Um, when I, when I quit, when the bowling season was over, and I quit, I was so done. I was so happy. And I think what got me through it was the one day at a time 
And in my mind, when the bowling season started, I was going to start drinking again. Uh, and of course, summer during that summer, Melissa to Chico, and I thought, and I think everyone around here thought, well, there's no reason for me to still be in a. I continue to go. In September, when bowling started, I walked. I was I was kind of glad. Okay, you know it's time to start drinking again. And I walked into the bowling alley, through the bar to the snack bar and ordered an iced tea. And I've basically never... Your feet's really jerking really bad. Would you mind turning your video off? I think that would help with it. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to be able to hear it. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Okay, okay. So um, I've never, never, never. I haven't. I think about drinking, but I don't want to drink. Uh, I I have the the ability to think beyond that that drink. Think, okay, if I take one drink, it's going to be two. It's going to be three, and in no time flat, I'm going to burn my life down to the ground. And I know that. I know me. I know how I drink. Uh, so I have no delusions of ever being able to drink normally. Uh, I, 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 I've just never done it. And I don't know how to. And I don't want to even try to learn how to. But uh, I went through. I hung around all AA people. Everybody I was around other than work was in AA. Uh I started, they got me going, they got me into service, and within my first year, I've never not had a service position. Uh, now I am an intergroup rep for a group for one of my meetings. I am the intergroup chairperson. I, I uh, take care of those meetings. Uh, I take care of our, our schedules for here, and I manage our, I help manage our website here. I've never not had a service position since year one and uh that's what gives me the responsibility and it gives it i look forward to doing these things that i do uh that's one of the the biggest things uh i try to speak when asked uh and it seems like when one person asked then there's like a they line up down the look the row and they ask i got more speaking engagements coming up this week uh but my I main thing about is it's now people figured out I was in AA before I told anyone because apparently my actions changed. Uh, when I started working the steps, I had to kind of throw 10 in there early because I was still burning my life down. So I had to start apologizing for things I did right away because one of my worst um, character defects is procrastination. And if I don't do it right now, I will talk myself out of doing it. So I, I work step 10 on a daily, daily, daily basis. And people around me also do it because uh, they see me doing it. They see my actions. They see, and, and I don't, I don't, 
go around telling people I'm in AA, but I don't not tell people. If they ask, I tell them. Uh, I have a great relationship with my family now. I just I just got back from Mississippi visiting my mom uh, for years and years and years. I've been in California for 40 years. I'm from Mississippi, and for years and years and years, I would maybe talk to my mom once every three or four or five years. Now I talk to her on a weekly basis. Uh, my brothers and sisters call me. I call them. Uh, we visit. Um, so uh, my work is better. Uh, my boss uh, trusts what I say when I say it. it and, and that was a, it took a long time to build that trust back up with him when I when I uh, quit. But now we talk about things. We talk about me being NAA. Uh, we talk about we've been friends for longer than I've worked for him. I've worked for him for 17 years, but we've been friends longer than that. And, and I think that's the only reason I never lost my job while I was drinking. So I had a job before that for 30 years, but my bosses drank like I drank. So there was basically never any chance, you know, thought of me losing my job from that. But I, 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 I'm never, never, never really alone. I love living alone now. I never let, lived alone until uh, Melissa moved to Chico and, uh, I love being alone now, but I'm not lonely. Uh, being alone and being lonely are two different things, and and I uh, I like being alone now because I I I can think, I can do my work, I can I can do my job, and I actually do it. Uh, AA provides me with with the great opportunity of meeting great people. I went, I've gone to meetings in lots of states. I have an app on my phone. It makes it very easy to find them. Uh, I go to meetings in Mississippi. I go to meetings in Chico on a regular basis. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, what I have is, okay, I'm going to wrap her right here. Okay. Yeah. So I am happy, and uh, thank you guys for asking me to speak. And uh, I'll have to try to come come to this meeting a few times every now and then when I'm home. So thank you all. I'm Richard. I'm an alcoholic. I appreciated Tony's share too. Um, <laughs> I related to, well, if I don't drive, I can't get a DUI again. <laughs> the logic we have when we're drinking is. Uh, is pretty interesting. Um, I've actually I've been putting together another share that I've been doing. We usually do experience, strength, and hope for these. And I've been putting together another share that starts with my where I was before. And then, uh, so I'm going to read that off of some slides that I've made. And then I'll go into what happened. And then I'll say what I'm like now. So I'm going to do this because this, this really condensed it pretty well for me. Um, again, I'm Richard. I'm an alcoholic. I always felt different and weird. I found interesting ad adaptations for my discomforts along the way. Experiences of social anxiety drove my shy demeanor at a, from an early age. I felt close to my family and a few friends, 
otherwise shy and distanced. A trend that would continue to be a foundation of my inner feelings and safety. My first es escape from overwhelming anxiety was depression, which took form in, in numbing my feelings. I would often feel sad, but was unsure why. I was introduced to recovery when I was very young. I was aware of the dangers of alcohol before I ever had a drink. As I got older and clear evidence showed that I had an issue, I would justify that if my drinking got, got bad enough, I knew where to go. I knew AA had a solution and many times considered the possibility that I shouldn't drink. But underneath, I knew that AA was a threat. I could lose my freedom to drink if I came to AA. Marijuana was my first compulsive drug, but not, <clears throat> but it did not help my natural need to connect with others. Alcohol provided an avenue where I could drop my apprehensions and feel comfortable connecting with most anyone. I could feel fun and social. Alcohol wasn't my problem, it was my solution. My alcohol use became ongoing justifications to adjust and adjustments of my personal belief system. My first major consequence was when I dropped out of college in the 80s. It was interfering with my drinking. After five years of school, my GPA fell under academic standards. I dropped out of school before I was kicked out. I was never good at school anyway, and it was good to get out of it was good to get out and get into the workforce. I joined the workforce in fear. I minimized my drinking to get on my feet and build a career. Taking my minimal experience in graphic arts and a computer skill set, I continued my adaptations. After college, my creative efforts were reduced to photography as I scrambled to build my career. I found a niche in the printing industry, building a unique computer skill set and leveraging my ability to bridge communications between client and production. I pushed my alcoholic energies toward learning and working. My first wife didn't like drinkers. This provided another reason to minimize my drinking. For a decade, my career aspirations continued an upward trajectory, exceeding expectations. With my raised confidence and self-esteem, I gave myself permission to drink more. With that, I built some resentments on my wife's attitude. I had worked really hard. I deserved the freedom to drink. I deserved to have a partner that I could party with. 20 years ago, I met my second wife. We got along great. I laughed in more in the first two years together than I had in the previous 10. My career had gone places rarely available to those without a college degree and I had the connection I always wanted and needed. When things were good, they were great. When they were bad, they were horrible. Our communication differences clashed in bad times, and alcohol became more and more a necessity for distraction from the pain. This dynamic didn't end well. We separated in 2010. This is when I gave myself permission to drink what I saw as alcoholically. My life had, be, had come to an unacceptable place. I would work in the morning, start drinking in the afternoon, 
then close my neighborhood bars and start again the next day. I was lonely and broken. I didn't think I was crazy. I knew I was crazy. This was my bottom. Despair about my tragic life was real. Panic attacks emerged. On 11-11-11, I put myself into a rehab. So for, it is fortunate that I did not get a tattoo for that sobriety day. But I did gain a foundation and knowledge and tools of recovery. I relapsed a month after. No one was more surprised than me. I then, in fear, I then went to over 200 meetings in 90 days, and I got a sponsor. At 99 days, I relapsed again. 2012 included many trips to the rooms of AA, followed by relapses over and over again. At the end of 2012, I came to a crossroads. I needed to decide my path. It was apparent that recovery did not work for me. My constant suicidal thoughts caused increased conflict and despair. I needed relief and escape. My apathy toward life gave way to extreme decisions. I had found a new community. My boundaries around drug use were completely broken. Previously, I had no interest in heroin, but that changed. Where heroin had previously caused fear, it became an asset. It might kill me. This is where I finally lost my job. In adaptation for survival, I turned to criminal activities. I do remember passing thoughts about possible consequences for these behaviors thinking a structured timeout might provide the space I need for recovery. 10 years ago, I'd never spent the night in jail. In 2015, I was arrested for 11 bank robberies. And that's what I have for my, uh, where I was at before. Um, let me pull this down. So, um, that's what I was like before. A lot of adaptations, a lot of shame. I had, you know, um, what I didn't know back in those days, I, I can reflect now and, and see where I was at. And I had blurred the line between shame and guilt. You know, uh, guilty is I've done some bad things. I've done a lot of bad things. Guilty is charged. Shame is I am bad, I'm not enough, I'm not lovable. Um, I now know that these are extreme, inaccurate assessments of myself. And these are assessments made from internally, from this little dark space in my head. And when I keep it in here, it becomes real. What recovery has brought to me is that I need to open up this dark space in here to my higher power, which is everything outside of myself. And this helps me separate the shame and the guilt. Um, it helps me see that the shame isn't real. You know, I can, you know, my brain tells me I have evidence. I'm not lovable. I've been divorced twice. But wait a minute, I was married twice. Perhaps I need to consider there was some, I was lovable at some point. Um, so... I was I was arrested in um, 2015, and for a year I spent most of the year in in a program called Newbridge, 
behavior modification. Um, given my age, my lack of criminal history, uh, the liberal courts in, in San Francisco, I won the lottery with my sentencing and only got two years of prison in, in, uh, in Minnesota. And I went there in 2016, where I was actually able to embrace my recovery. I, um, I sat in a room with other guys who were in the exact same space as me and alcoholic. We talked about our problems. I was finally able to grasp the tools of recovery and practicing that for two years, I was able to hold on to it. I was never able to do it before that. I had the tools in front of me a lot of times. I went through recovery, I had gone through the rehab, I had a lot of information and I had the tools in front of me. But the way I look at it now is, it's like having a screwdriver in my hand and and using my left hand to screw in, you know, and that doesn't work very well. And it, and I and it, I just automatically go back to my right hand to screw that in. Being locked up gave me the opportunity and the space to be able to get recovery. I don't recommend that route, but it was the route I had to do. Um, I came out of uh, exactly five years ago. I was just getting released from prison. And I came back to the Bay Area. Uh, I put myself into an SLE for a year. I, um, now I'm gonna, I can see this. Oh, I'm only at 11 minutes, it's good. Um, I put myself into an SLE for a year options um, because I was scared. I didn't wanna fall back to what I knew I could fall back to. And I was in my, I was free again. And I knew that evidence had shown when I was free before, I could not hold on to my sobriety. As much as I wanted it, I couldn't do it. So I lived in options for a year. I went through their program again. I, I put up the guardrails and I, and I embraced my recovery. And now I was able to do it and use the tools correctly. I, um, <clears throat> um, Sorry, <laughs> losing my train of thought. Oh, hi, Beryl. Um, so my, I, um, so since then I've returned to school. I came back to college after 40 years, you know, almost 40 years after dropping out. Um, I, while I was in prison, I not only embraced my recovery, I also rekindled some creative aspects of my life. I hadn't painted in, in 30 years. Last time I painted was when I was in college 30 years ago. I picked up a brush and I painted over 100 paintings while I was in prison. Now I'm a resourceful guy. If I wanted to find drugs and wanted to do drugs, I could have done that because I, I'm very adaptive and resourceful. But I really was able to put the focus on my recovery because I was there. And I took advantage of that space where I was, uh, I was a captive audience and and I needed that. Um, so since my return of school, I've been doing really well. As I mentioned, I, I had to drop out years ago because of my low GPA. Um, I've been getting mostly A's since I've been back in school. A year ago, I transferred uh, to San Francisco State. With the exception of one A minus, I've gotten all A's. And, 
and it boggles my mind because I still have this foundation of belief that I'm not smart enough to do this stuff. I don't have the mind for school. I have ADD. Uh, you know, I have all kinds of excuses why I can't do this stuff. But for some reason, I'm doing it. And I'm able to just actually put the work in and 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 get it done. I'm not that smart. I'm just putting the effort behind it. And I'm dedicated for it. Uh, I mean, I, I took a Spanish class a couple semesters ago and I, it's a required course and I'm really I'm really apprehensive about a second language and I don't know I, I didn't want to do this so I got two tutors they're available I mean why not get two I ended up with an A in that class I just um you know I I'm just really I'm resourceful and getting the putting these energies into the efforts that I want to do I take this, you know, I used to put a lot of energy into getting drugs and alcohol and uh, my life revolved around that. Now my life revolves around moving forward in the flow of life, because when I was in that other aspect, I was stuck. I was stuck a lot. Um, I want to I want to stay in the flow because that's where we get joy in life. Uh, so. I want to explain a little bit about joy. Most of my life, I was trying to find happiness. I just wanted to be happy and I didn't want to be sad. And, you know, a lot of people think this way, but that's not life. We have our ups and downs. Really, joy comes from both happiness and sadness. You know, you've, you've grown through something and now you're in a good place. Um, and that's where the balance comes in. That's where uh, richness and deepness of emotion comes in joy is what we all really need as humans and that's what i that's what i'm trying to access now not find because it's in me i believe it's in me and i'm trying to access it now and and i am accessing i've been through a lot and i can um and i feel good about it and i and it's and it's you know it's just making me feel better and balanced in life I've been really anxious a lot lately, and I've been able to sit with it rather than uh, my default pattern of past of ignoring and avoiding that and trying to exile my anxiety. Well, I've been somewhat successful in, in that in some points in my life, but it always came back around and kind of bit me when, it, when, I, when, I, didn't, when I didn't need it. Um, now I'm able to sit in my anxiety and just feel it and be okay with it and understand it's part of me. I can't push it out. It's here and it's and, and it's not going away. Um, it's part of my growth because it doesn't, it's not gonna be permanent. You know, things go up and down. My anxiety will reduce and then I'll have better days and things like that. Um, <clears throat> I'll talk a little bit about my belief of higher power. Wow, I still have 20 minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, I'll talk about my higher power beliefs. Um, I grew up in a little bit of religion, kind of uh, unsure about, you know, what religion was meant to me because I was really confused about it. But at the same time, I saw how it impacted other people and helped them walk through life with more balance and 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 goodness in them. 
and I admired it, but I, there was nothing in a religion that really fit me well. Um, and that's probably part of the reason I abused drugs and alcohol, because I believe there was something bigger than me. I believe there was a God of some sort, but it didn't see me and I wasn't important to it. And and so I needed relief from that. I, I had a spiritual malady. Recoveries brought me a spiritual awareness that it's not just me. Uh, early in this AA program, they didn't always introduce themselves as an alcoholic. They'd say, hi, I'm Richard, and I'm not God. And it's not that I ever thought I was God, but I certainly thought I was in control. And I, and I do, I have evidence that there's something bigger than me. Because those years I talked about before where I was suicidal, I OD'd over 12 times over a couple of years. And I always had you know, people sitting right, right next to me going, oh, he's out again. Where's the Narcan? You know, I shouldn't be here. I would wake up and I was very apathetic about my life. People would wake me up and say, you just OD'd. And I'm like, fuck, I can't even do this right. You know, I was just, I was so apathetic. I was so in so much pain, I wanted it to stop. And something wasn't letting me do that. Um, and I'm really grateful of that. Uh, I should not be here. Um, and I'm getting the gifts of life. I, I have a lot of good things that are happening to me. It's weird. I'm 60 years old. I'm still in undergraduate college. I, I'm older than most of my professors. It's it's a weird space for me to be, but it's also interesting. You know, it's kind of, I, I reflect, I see my fellow students who are my age 30 years ago when I was apprehensive and hated school and hated being there. And I, and I feel for them. And I also can reflect on my past and go, okay, I can understand. I have more compassion for myself too, because I can relate to some of the struggles that they're going through and I can adapt my current struggles to reality because I, 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 reality is um, something I've, I'm connected to nowadays. Uh, I avoided a lot of reality for years because it was painful. There was a there was an intelligence behind my numbing of myself. Um, I I wanted to stop pain in any way I could. I did that with depression. I did that with drugs. I I didn't want to look at reality if it hurt because I I don't want to get hurt. Well, nobody wants to get hurt. And I was very good at avoiding that pain. And and until it <laughs> until I just couldn't get rid of it. And now I have to face it. I'm kind of an old guy getting to this point in my life, but you know what? It's just where I'm at now. And I'm okay with that. Um I'm actually uh pretty excited. I I got my passport back about a year ago and I and the study abroad thing came up for San Francisco State. Uh, in a week, I'm flying off to Florence, Italy. I'm going to stay there for a year and go to school. I'm just like floored. I'm still kind of in awe. I'm in a lot of anxiety um, because I've never been to Italy, but it's going to be fucking amazing. I just 
but I'm sitting in my anxiety now and I'm not running away from it. And I know <laughs> I'm going to have it because it's just weird. It's just weird. And there's a big question mark. What's it like to be standing for real in Florence, Italy? I have no idea. I won't know until I step off that airplane. But I also know when I step off of that airplane, my anxiety is going to dissipate in my excitement. And I'm going to be ready to walk forward in life and flow and just take whatever comes in front of me and be okay with it. Um, another part of uh, my awareness and recovery is dependencies I've had on the past, dependencies on people, places, and things. I had a lot of them. You know, there there would be certain situations that needed to be a certain way or I wasn't okay. And that's just inaccurate because I can't control anything outside of me. And, you know, I had wives that, you know, I would get really mad at, but I'd be passive because I didn't want to get in a fight with them. And then I'd be mad at them for not knowing I was mad at them. Well, you know, it just just kind of crazy thinking when I think about it. But if I talk to somebody about it, if I just got it out of this little dark space, the the reality of it would become apparent. But when it was stuck in here, it was real to me. It was so real to me. And I was just building resentments and anger. And, and I'm human. I still do this sometimes. I, it's kind of my default. I have default characteristics and behaviors that I, I still do. And I've had them all my life because at one time, you know, some of these behaviors served me well and they're automatic thinking for me and I'll do that. But I now have the awareness and uh, awareness and ability to most of the time be able to look at that and go, oh, there I go again. My brain is thinking weird shit. It's just crazy. You know, but I don't even have to call myself crazy anymore. I can have compassion and go, wow, that was a weird thought. Oh, that's a part of me trying to keep me safe. And I appreciate that. Thank you, part of me that's trying to keep me safe. I'm going to try to try something else. I'm going to consider the possibility. I'm going to make friends with that part of me because I, I appreciate it trying to keep me safe. And I want to. I want to acknowledge that to that part rather than try to push it out. But I also have the ability to look at it and say, well, maybe we both can consider a better way of doing that. It's much better than the way I used to used to be. I will say one more thing is about this program. Um, and my understanding of me is um, the foundation of this program is connection. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. I love alcoholics. Alcoholics are my people. I like to connect with alcoholics. I need to be in these rooms and connect with you because you're my people. And I keep have to keep coming back to these rooms to do that. Because if I don't, I still need to connect with my people. And I'm, I'm going to end up going down to the bar down the street because my people are there. No judgment. That's just what I know I'm going to do because I need to be connected. That's the, the important thing. So I'm gonna keep coming back here instead. But anyway, thanks everybody, appreciate it.